0: I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It will be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling, trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash pozo. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash pozo. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is April 28th, 2023, and Domini. Today's top story the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, has been tricked into revealing in a leaked call that a recession is likely, and the story behind it is amazing. Next, new study shows that 88% of boys outgrow gender dysphoria by age 20. And finally, the left is melting down over new data showing that nine out of ten people arrested by Texas DPS in Austin are either black or Hispanic. We're going to break it all down. All this and more ahead. Human Events Daily. But we we would tell you that, that a recession is almost as likely as 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 very slow growth. Um, so that's, that, that's a fact, and, and I think that is partly because of, uh, of us having raised rates quite a bit. But this is what it takes to get inflation down. We To get inflation off of the high – we've had inflation at its highest level in, in, in 40 years. To get inflation to come down, what we need is a period of slower growth so that the economy can cool off, so the labor market can cool off. So that wages can cool off, and so that that's how inflation comes down that's the only way we know to bring inflation down, and it can be painful, but there is we don't know of any painful way painless way mm. uh, for inflation to come down that a recession is on the way, he knows it's on the way. in fact, when you listen to him, it almost sounds like like a planned recession, like a scheduled recession. Oh the recession is you know it's right around the corner it's come it's going to be fine. you guys are going to be great. Don't worry about it, we'll be fine. He knows he'll be fine. What about the rest of us? What about the people who have to live in this country? What about the people who have to live in this economy, who have to work, who have to have savings, who are living hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck? What about people who have mortgages? What about people who are in debt, who tapped out all their credit cards over the past couple of years because of the economic turndown? What do you say to them? you turn around and you say, oh, we're going to send another $100 billion to Ukraine, fire up the money printer. Because here's what's going on. So in this call, that's Jerome Powell, and he's talking to a couple of Russian uh, prank phone call guys. And he's tricked them, or they've tricked him, into believing that it's President Zelensky he's talking to. At one point, he actually starts praising the Russian central government for being so resilient to the international sanctions. Well, here's the thing, Powell, and this this is what kills me. They know this. They know everything at the top. Go look at Jake Sullivan's uh, recent talk with Brookings. It's so obvious. The elites know that they screwed the pooch on this economy. They know that going all the way back to the building of the system of globalism back in the 1990s, when they brought NAFTA in, when they brought globalism in, when they started outsourcing everything to China. Remember that story? Remember that word that we were told, that phrase that we were told about how, oh, we're all going to get better. Everything's going to be fine. But then President Obama and other people were coming out and saying, you know, those jobs aren't coming back. There's a lot of truth to that because under this type this type of administration, under this type of administration, you're not going to get those jobs back. Because all they're going to do is continue spending overseas. Then they're going to continue pressing the money printer. They're going to continue printing and printing and printing until this country is completely in debt up to its ears. And they're not actually going to use any of the economic leverage that the United States has as one of the biggest and most expensive markets in the entire country, one of those lucrative markets in the entire world. Every country on the planet should be charged to do business for the privilege Of doing business in the United States. You want to sell something here, Apple, and it's made over in China from Foxconn? Well, guess what? You're going to pay the piper. If you want to sell something, Sony, if you want to sell something for any of these countries, any of them, you have to pay a price for the privilege of operating in the United States and for the privilege of selling something to the American people. Are you going to say, oh no, oh no? Libertarians are going to go mad about this They're say, why, how could you, how could you do that? That's a tax. That's we're against those things. Those are evil. Those are terrible." the United States of America was built on tariffs. It's an external tax, not an internal tax. They're going to be taxes. Okay. Grow up. You need to grow up and be an adult. You're never going to get rid of all taxes in the United States of America. So the question is, are we setting up our tax system in such a way that we are helping foreigners at the behest, or I should say at the detriment of actual Americans, because guess what? That's exactly how our tax code currently is. Sullivan knows this. Powell knows this. And Powell also knows that what he's doing is ratcheting up the prices because that's already happening through inflation, through the money printing. So what's he doing? He's ratcheting up the rates because he can't turn off the money printer. He doesn't have the authority to do that now you can talk about that all you want there's been lots of debates is this um and, I, and i've said that before i don't necessarily think that the world economic forum is like picking him up on the phone and saying this is klaus schwab you must print more money mr power yes the money will not come in my coffers the printer is unplugged out of ink no that's not how it works it's not like some cartoony james bond thing What it is though, is these are the policies of the World Economic Forum, the same policies that are out there. And these people actually believe it. And that's something where, you know, what was funny is that um, in all the Tucker Carlson stuff that was out there and that great video he did, he mentioned something about how these people don't believe the things that they say, maybe in terms of wokeism to an extent, but I think that there is, a great majority of the elite who really do believe they are saving the world and only they can save the world through their intellectual progressiveness. Unfortunately for us folks, they are true believers. The true believers are in power and they're running us all off the economic cliff. You got to go buy some gold. I don't know what else to say. Look, are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models and beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans we love truth, our country, and our constitution at publicsquare.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to thousands of different businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, the new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, shop for skin care that's clean or simply Find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your politics, your political views. Go to publicsquare.com. It's your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high quality businesses on the platform. So you can actually receive incentive spending with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as a consumer or business owner, and you can get started at publicsquare.com. Download the app right now. That's publicsquare.com, publicsq.com.
1: I came out to my parents when I was 12 going on 13 and their reaction was to take me to a therapist because they didn't know how to handle this. They didn't know anything about this and they thought that it would be best to get a professional involved. But what ended up happening was that my delusion of actually being the opposite sex was affirmed. I was treated as if I were a boy. They they only referred to me by my, by my preferred name and by my preferred pronouns, and they didn't go by anything else. They never even went into the underlying um, issues that I had. And what they knew of, they didn't address. It was just treated as a, a completely standalone issue from my gender dysphoria. And they Told my parents later that, in, in an appointment they had, I don't think I was there for this actually, so I couldn't really refute anything that was that was said, and I didn't I didn't know what they were what they were telling my parents at the time, but they told my parents that if I wasn't allowed to transition, then it was very likely that I would kill myself.
0: So that was Chloe Cole from our whirlwind, I would say. Human Events Sunday special with both her and Ali London about detransitioning. And in that special we talked about how this is massive business for big pharma. The earlier they can get you hooked on gender hormones, the earlier they can get you starting the surgeries, starting these transitions, the longer they have to get money off of you. They're looking at this like a market as, as Alex Stein uh, has said in the past, drag queen story hour is a marketing strategy. So the question then for us becomes, how true is this? Is this actually something that they use that, you know, that's that's, that's like some true statement that, oh, they're gonna stay this way and it's gonna help them, they're gonna feel better. Well, here's an issue. And in a new study out, out from Frontiers in childhood, the boys were assessed at a mean of 7.4 years. <sighs> mean year was 1989, follow-up mean age of 20 years, okay, at a mean year of 20, 2002. In childhood, 63% of the boys met this gender dysmorphia, uh, dysphoria disorder. But of the participants, 12% were classified as persisters when they went from seven years old to 20 years old and of the remaining 87.8 percent 88 percent were classified as desisters what does that mean this goes through biphilic, androphilic classified over 33 percent were classified as gynephilic which means you were actually obsessed with um uh looking as a female um having a sexual fetish at a sense and The real story for us is that this was something that as children, as young as seven, the mean of seven, they thought they were into, they thought was important to them by age 20, they had grown out of it. Now, this also came up recently because Elon Musk was getting into argument with one of these left-wing guys on Twitter who was saying, oh, oh, you know, this, this isn't happening. It's not true. And they were talking about the question of suicide. And this is the same thing they said to Chloe Cole's parents, because I asked her, I said, how could your parents go along with this? And I'm, I'm thinking about my own kids thinking what, you know, if my kid came to me and said, Oh, daddy, I want to do this. It's like, you kidding me? Not even chance. But in Chloe Cole's case, they went to her parents and said, she will more than likely commit suicide if you do not do this. Well, Elon Musk put out a statement and put out this link to a study when he was getting into this online debate with uh, some of these left wingers and pointed out that there is a high rate of suicide with people who transition. So the liberal responds and says, oh, 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 wait, but actually see you're wrong because the group that you studied already had a two thirds uh, more, uh, more likely to commit suicide than the general population. And then Elon responded, okay, but the study found that it was still the same rate of suicide after the transition. So you understand that the study that the liberal guy posted actually debunked exactly what he was trying to state. It showed that there was no difference whatsoever in those rates. This transition, all of it, the surgery, the hormones, the procedures, it did nothing to stop the rate of suicide in the people because they have a mental disorder. That's how it should be treated. Gah. Folks, as the parallel economy continues to grow, we've seen tons of conservative coffee companies come and go. I had held off until I found one that I really liked, and that's why I'm happy to tell you about Blackout Coffee. It's not enough to simply taste great. You want to be proud to support the company knowing they align with your conservative values, and that's why I'm telling you to give them a try. And I'm telling you guys, I think that Tanya Tay has been drinking my Blackout Coffee because I went to go and pour myself a cup the other day. I couldn't find the bag. I said, where was it? Oh, it got moved. Well, did, did it get moved by the little gremlins or the borrowers coming out of our cabinets and moving it around or was it you let's see because we don't keep it where the kids can get it uh-uh could you imagine my toddlers on blackout coffee please crazy enough as it is that's why i'm proud to personally recommend blackout coffee this is a coffee company that is 100 percent committed to conservative values and believe me when i'm chasing after those guys i need my energy from sourcing the beans to the roasting process, uh, customer support and shipping, they've got incredible work ethic and absolutely no compromise on taste or quality. Go to blackoutcoffee.com POSO and use promo code POSO on 20% off your first order. Stop giving your money to woke companies that don't care about you. Stay true to our values.
2: Travis County Attorney Delia Garza says the recent DPS partnership with APD is putting community trust at risk, calling new data, quote, extremely concerning. Now, This comes after DPS records show troopers are pulling over more people of color since the agency started helping Austin police with patrols. Now, County Attorney Garza's office says it gathered data and it shows that 65% of the people DPS arrested for misdemeanors were Latino and 23% were black. Census data shows 48% of minorities make up Austin's population. The increased DPS patrols began on March 30th as a response to staffing challenges faced by APD. County Attorney Garza sent KXN a statement saying in part, quote, we all agree that we need to prioritize violent crime and true threats to public safety, and I am hopeful the city and DPS can find a way to accomplish this without disproportionately impacting communities of color.
0: Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Disproportionate impact. Disproportionate impact. So I'm going to do two things really quick. First thing I'm going to do is debunk those numbers because that's propaganda you're being uh, pushed right now. These are not all the arrests that are taking place in Austin right now. These are the DPS arrests. DPS is working with the APD, but the DPS is coming in, and I'm just going to say it, they're arresting the people that the APD just won't arrest. Why is that? Well, I guess you'd have to go and talk to the Austin City Council, the fact, the same uh, type of council that you find in pretty much every large blue city, because they don't like to can do to conduct the policing operations that need to be done in larger cities. And particularly, they don't want to go after this this is the George Ferguson effect that we're seeing right here, because the policing these areas and to an extent, I understand, because nobody wants to become the next Eric Chauvin. And so you you lay off. You de police. You say I'm not going to go arrest those guys. What happens if something goes wrong and I get put behind bars for doing something that my city trained me to do using a tactic that my city trained me to to do and was authorized by the city at the time? The mayor's not going to have my back. They're going to go after me. the The police union's going to go after me. It, um, they did stand by Chauvin at least in terms of paying for his uh, his uh, his legal services, but they know they're done for if they get into a Chauvin situation. So. The city police are depolicing, and then the state police are coming in to arrest the people that aren't being arrested by the APD. See what I'm saying? So the numbers you're looking at are not the total numbers; they're a portion, they're a sliver of the numbers. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I got to respond to that guy going uh, when he was when he was reading the, uh, the 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 stats right there, reading the story. He was saying, was it 63 percent? I think what did he say? 63, 65, whatever it was. They're Latino, they're Latino, or Latino. So, uh, or Garza, have to say Garza. Really, so you're speaking English. If you're speaking English, then you use the English pronunciation. This is a very simple concept to understand, okay? I speak Mandarin Chinese, but you know what? When I'm speaking English, I say Shanghai and Beijing. And Hong Kong, I don't use the Chinese names. You know why? Because I'm speaking English to people in America. I can do it too. I can say Beijing. I can say Shanghai. I can say Shanghai. I can do all of that stuff. But I'm not going to. You know why? Because I'm not a pretentious fruit, and that is exactly what you sound like right now. Like you're, oh, look at me. I'm going to go and use the the, the local pronunciation of this uh, particular uh, word here. It's, it's it's like when Obama used to say um, Pakistan, Pakistan. You remember that he would say Pakistan. You wouldn't say Pakistan. Afghanistan. Like, like, what are you doing, man? You're, you're, you're an American. Why are you changing your voice? Which is a code switching. Why are you changing your voice for just one word? Don't do it. It drives me nuts. I have an absolute pet peeve about it. Uh, You sound stupid. It makes you sound dumb. You should be ashamed and uh, never do that again. If you catch anyone ever do ever doing that you wanna put it in the same category, code switching, you wanna put it in the same, AOC does this all the time, put it in the same category as vocal fry, put it in the same category as uptalk, oh, the vocal fry, Latino, Latino. And then uptalk, of course, is when you turn everything into a sentence, like you're just talking, and then at the very end of what you're saying, it just becomes like you're not using a declarative sentence, You're just going in Um, betas, uh, low T guys who um, who their wives have boyfriends and um, pretty much as anyone who drinks soy talks like this. If you notice something um, former congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard does not use up talk. Uh, She uses very uh, downward inflection at the end of her sentences. That is how people know that when they listen to her, they are getting declarative statements. It's amazing. Uh, She's very, very good at that. And if you were paying attention to linguistics, if you're paying attention to vocal coaching, vocal techniques, uh, hers is an incredible one. I've noticed it many, many times. Doesn't person too. Um, And she's just great, great in person as well. So when we look at this, we have to understand this type of hit piece that's being done right now. On the texas dps is exactly what's going to happen in every time a red state comes into a blue city and tries to clean it up they're going to call you racist they're going to smear you they're going to attack you now notice what's what's missing from all of all of his uh you know he's going to take the time to go and talk about the latino community but he's not going to say anything about the fentanyl use that has skyrocketed in that community and in the African American community because oh looky what we have here from the Travis County Medical Examiner's report there has been a massive increase in fentanyl related deaths in 2022 this is the same report that just came out yesterday and let's see let, let's see what it says oh look at this The fentanyl-related overdoses increased by 460% for African-American and black people and 247% for Hispanics. So it turns out that in, in the city of Austin, right, that's where Travis County is, there is a massive hyper, hyper crisis going on right now, a hyper crisis of fentanyl deaths that the Texas DPS is trying to deal with by locking up the fentanyl dealers, by locking up the people who are involved with this. You know why? Because it's trying to keep those communities safe because those are the ones with the most crime. Everybody looks at this Backwards, they say, Oh, you're locking it up because you don't like this. No, it's 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 actually the opposite because the criminals are in that community, and so to defend that community, you're gonna have to go and arrest people that are preying upon that community that are killing. Look at this increase of the uh, 245 people died from fentanyl out of a total 417 accidental overdoses, massive increase. I mean, you listen to this Travis County judge at a press conference uh, just this Wednesday said Travis County is facing double the number of funerals, double the number of empty seats at the dinner table and double the number of questions with more number of families with more questions than answers. It's a public health crisis that's being dealt with in Texas. And I applaud Texas for doing this, by the way. But I want everyone to be sure that in every red state where you do this, this is exactly how the media is going to respond when you crack down on crime. At this point, if you're going to do it anyway, you just got to embrace it. Embrace and amplify. Go full El Presidente, El Salvador style. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.